Hello, and welcome back to Exploitation in the End Zone. This is part two of my Strikes and Lockouts episode. If you haven't listened to the first part, I would recommend listening to it first. Now, today I will be talking about the 2004-2005 NHL lockout, as well as the 2011 NFL lockout. First, the 0405 NHL lockout. It was the first and only lockout in professional North American sports to cancel the entire season. It lasted 10 months and 6 days, leaving 1,230 games unplayed. The NHL wanted to have a salary structure that linked the player's salaries to the league's revenue, as it was reported that the NHL teams spent roughly 76% of their gross revenues on player salaries and lost upwards of $270 million U.S. million in the in the 2002-2003 season alone. On June 20th, 2004, the league presented the players with six ideas on what a new salary cap system could end up being. These included a system similar to the NFL's, where you cannot spend over the limit whatsoever, a similar one to the NBA's, where there are some exceptions to it, and a salary system similar to the MLS, where you are allowed to spend a certain amount of money on certain player types. So if you wanted to sign a player who has played two seasons professionally and a player who has played seven, the players that played seven would be allowed to sign for more. Proposals between the league and the players went back and forth for months, but nothing was agreed upon, and with no resolution, it was announced on February 16th, 2005, that the season would end up being cancelled, making the NFL the first major professional sports league in North America to cancel an entire season because of a labor dispute. In June, the sides met again, not wanting to lose another season to the dispute, and on July 13th, the players and the league agreed to terms, and then on the 21st of July, the documents were signed and the lockout ended after 310 days. The loss of the 2004-2005 season meant that there were no results on which to base the order of the 2005 NHL entry draft. The league ended up settling on a lottery system in which all teams had a weighted chance at the first pick. The lottery was tilted, so teams with fewer playoff appearances over the last three seasons and fewer number one overall picks over the last four had a better chance of landing the higher picks. During the lockout, most players ended up playing professional hockey in Europe. During the season, 388 NHL players played in these European leagues. The most popular countries to play in were Russia, which had 78 players, Sweden, which had 75, the Czech Republic, which had 51, Finland, which had 45, and Switzerland, which had 43 players. In many cases, players who had originally begun their careers in Europe just returned to the same teams during the lockout. The NHL did not have another lockout until the 2012-2013 season that ended up being shortened due to the lockout. Now, for the 2011 NFL lockout. The major things that the owners wanted to add to the players' collective bargaining agreement was to significantly reduce the players' percentage of revenue, to extend the regular season from 14 to 18 games, and establish a rookie wage scale and or a rookie salary cap that would limit first-round draft pick compensation. The players wanted a higher percentage of league-wide spending and cash spent by each team per the salary cap on players, they wanted more benefits for former players, and they wanted change to be made to improve health and safety during the off-season and during in-season training. On March the 11th, the owners officially started the lockout on the players. 
Many NFL players filed an antitrust suit against the NFL in June, and in early July, a number of former NFL stars also joined in. But on July 21st, 2011, the owners announced that one of the lawsuits had been settled, giving people hope that maybe the lockout would be ending soon. And in August, the other lawsuits ended up getting settled. The lockout officially ended on July 30th, and the season would start in September as per a scheduled originally. The only game to be cancelled due to the lockout was the Pro Football Hall of Fame game that year. The players ended up getting more benefits for the retired players, more changes were made to practice, and the same number of games a season were played, while the owners got their rookie wage system and a more equitable revenue sharing and supplemental revenue sharing, among other things. Thank you for listening to Exploitation in the End Zone today. I hope that you join me again for episode 6, coming to you soon in the new year. Goodbye.